I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the emergency czar, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, my gosh. We have a schedule. July 31st. I, are you going to cry when when the Mavericks tip off that day? <laughs> oh, man, I may. I, well... To be, I know we're excited about this, but to be perfectly honest, I'm still very conflicted about this NBA coming back. But it is exciting to see NBA basketball like actually on the horizon. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Emergency pod. We're pulling this out on a Saturday. We're actually recording this um, Friday at about uh, 6.30, 6.40 on, um, on Friday. And so Central Time. And so we are just getting the schedule right now. We're just seeing it right now. So we're going to go through the schedule. We'll talk about the things to watch, the teams to watch. We'll talk about all the, um, you know, national TV games and everything like that, where you can watch the games and all that. So if you haven't seen any of that and you're just listening to the podcast, then we will tell you all that. And we'll tell you the teams to watch and all that. Isaac, let's go through the schedule right now. First game. Friday the 31st, July 31st, so the second day of the NBA restart. The NBA is actually starting on the 30th, and we'll go through some of these notable games for other teams, but we'll just go later, but we'll go through the Mavericks right now. July 31st at 9 p.m. This is all Eastern time, by the way, so I guess 8 p.m. Central time. ESPN game against the Houston Rockets. This is a massive game. We will talk about this game in a minute. Sunday, August 2nd, Phoenix game at 8 p.m. Central time. That's not a national TV game, but all of the games will be on Fox Sports Southwest, so you'll be able to see that, whether it's national TV or otherwise. Mark Falwell said that all these games, if they're on ESPN, TNT, NBA TV, whatever, they could be on that one. They'll also be on Fox Sports Southwest. So that's pretty awesome. You don't have to worry about <laughs> you don't have to worry about, you know, if you get a really bad broadcaster on the national game, you actually get Falwell and uh, Harp and Skin. So that's pretty good. Third game. August the 4th, so two days later, Sacramento Kings, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time, so 1.30 p.m. Central Time. It's good on a, a Tuesday. A- little afternoon basketball on a Tuesday. So there you go. The two days, All these games are basically two days apart except for one. There's one back-to-back in here. Um, Thursday, the August 6th, against the Clippers. This is a 5.30 p.m. TNT game, national TV game. So then right as soon as a lot of you get out of work, Go home, you'll be able to see the Mavericks Clippers on TNT. That's a massive game on that Thursday, August 6th. Saturday, August 8th, two days later, against Milwaukee on ESPN at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. Those are massive games back-to-back. We'll talk about that. We'll break that down. Monday, August 10th, Utah at 2 p.m. Central Time. That's on NBA TV as well. Good to see that one. That's another Monday Monday afternoon game, 2 p.m. Uh, Central Time. Tuesday, August 11th. That's the back-to-back against Portland. That's a 4 p.m. Central Time. And then Thursday, 
August 13th against Phoenix. That game is still to be determined, the timing. I think they're trying to figure out which of these games are going to matter for play-in implications and seating and all that stuff. Which games will matter? Then they'll then they'll decide which they can. They don't have to worry about travel or you know arenas, really, or anything. They can just decide all these games. So that's your whole schedule. There's one back-to-back in there. The rest of them are two days apart, four national TV games, um, two afternoon games and then the rest of them kind of night games this is is interesting we usually do this for the nfl right where you have the one o'clock game or the you know middle afternoon or whatever but that's the schedule for the dallas mavericks isaac let's start here which one sticks out the most to you oh man sticks out the most Uh, i'm gonna go oof i'm gonna go with uh houston just right off the bat I i think I mean, that's the popular one everybody's talking about right now. I think, well, there's two games I'm circling on this, and that's the Houston game on the 31st. That's the Utah game on that Monday, the 10th. Uh, because if, I mean, those are the teams that, you know, you, you got to try to pass up if, if you're Dallas. And if you're going to have a shot at passing those two teams up, you really need to take care of business against those two teams in that in that game. But the Houston game's fascinating because, you know, Dallas has only played Houston two times this year. Notice New Orleans is not on this list because Dallas has already maxed out their games against New Orleans. They already played them four times this year. Uh, For Houston, they're scheduled to play them four times like they do every year, but they've only played them two times going going into quarantine life. So... um, and one of those games against Houston at Houston was the game that Luca missed. And if if we remember, you know, KP had like 35 in that game. Yeah, so it's like, man, we've really only had one game, and I think that was when Dallas blew him out too. Uh, that Luca and KP played against against Houston, and I know we're gonna have, you know, we're I think we're supposed to have a couple of scrimmage games heading into that first regular season game, but very first regular season game, day two of the NBA being back, uh, primetime television, national TV, Friday night, Luca versus Harden. I mean, you can't get much better than that right now. That one's going to be huge. Seeding especially, that one's going to be a massive game. The Mavericks right now, one and a half games back from the Rockets, one and a half games back from the Thunder. Those are massive. We're going to look at the Rockets and the Thunder schedule you know, because those are massive games for the Mavericks. Seeding, we'll look at Denver and the Clippers as well. But that Houston game definitely sticks out. I think those last two games, I think you just mentioned this on Twitter, that Portland and Phoenix, the last two games are the seeding games for the Mavericks. Those two teams, especially Phoenix, could be completely out of it by the time we get there. And honestly, if Phoenix loses their first game, let's see, what's Phoenix's first game? Let me Washington. Washington. Uh, that one's a fascinating game. Everyone tuning in for that game. <laughs> uh, but if Phoenix loses that game against Washington... They might, I might, I mean, they might be done against the Mavericks the next game, right? Like they, they might be mathematically eliminated if they lose one game because it's just so such a small chance for them. So the last two games, especially Portland and Phoenix, those two teams could be completely done. And who knows what they're going to look like, who they're going to be playing, if they even what, what if they decide to throw those games and leave, right? Portland's like, we're completely out of this. Let's just get out of here. Dame's like, I'm packing it up and we're leaving, right? I mean, that could that could happen. I could see that happening. See, I've, I've thought about that, but I feel like, I mean, the only reason these teams are there is for the money. So, guys, let, let's just not get – we've talked about this. This is happening because of the money. But, yeah, we'll talk about that uh, more on Monday with Adam Silver's, you know, interviews and things like that. But. So, I feel like they have to play the games because – especially the Phoenix one. I mean, I think Phoenix, if they start off – their first two games 0 and 2 which yeah. if they lose to Washington and then they go into Dallas that game and lose to Dallas I think they're mathematically like 
out. Yeah, at I think that that's point. actually so, math. <laughs> yeah, so they're just done. So, and we don't know what Portland's going to do. I like Portland, you know, fighting for that AC. But what if they come out and they lose their first three games, or you know, they go one and four in their first, you know, five games, and then they get to Dallas and they could be out of it too. So if you if you're Dallas. I was looking at the schedule. It's like if I'm Dallas, I want to. I want one of two teams at the end of my schedule. At the end of these eight games, I want somebody who could be mathematically gone, like the Suns, <laughs> or I want Milwaukee, who is probably just gonna have the one seed locked in. And they're just like, hey, we just don't really care about this game. And they they got that in Phoenix. Yeah. Well, and they got Milwaukee in the back half of their schedule as well. So that'll be interesting to see. All right, coming up. Let's get into some more of the Mavericks games. We'll talk about the teams to watch for. We'll look through their schedules as well. We'll talk all about that coming up. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more of these games. So we mentioned the last two games are are huge for the Mavericks because they could be pretty easy games, hopefully, Portland and Phoenix. The two hardest games, though, or at least harder games, Milwaukee and the Clippers back-to-back. The Clippers on August 6th, the Milwaukee game on August 8th, a Thursday and a Saturday. Both of them, one on TNT, one of them has been both of them national TV games. Those are some massive games. I think those are the big test games. We're not sure exactly how everyone's going to look when they come back, but by the time you play those games, right? You already have 3 games under your belt. You kind of you, you have also played 3 or 4 scrimmage games. You're you're kind of back into it. Hopefully that's the, you know, a Mavericks team that's back to fully formed, right? Or at least the the best way that they will be in this scenario. So, I think those two games are the huge tests for the Mavericks. Yeah, I would say the Clippers, especially more than Milwaukee. Milwaukee's the wild card in it because you just don't know exactly how they're going to treat these games. Yeah. You think they're because they have a six and a half game lead up on Toronto for the for the first seed in the East. So I I just I don't know, especially in the back half of their schedule. I know you they're playing Dallas in their fifth game. The games before Dallas for Milwaukee, they're playing Boston game one. Uh, really an hour and a half before the Mavericks play, so that that's gonna be a heck of a first game for Milwaukee and Boston. Yeah. But then Milwaukee plays Houston, Brooklyn, and Miami. So. I think I would be, yeah. I just don't know what Milwaukee's going to do in that game. You're assuming that they're going to, you know, go all out, but uh, the Clippers game for sure. And I mean that both of those games back to back there, that's going to be some fun basketball. Those are going to be, you know, fascinating to watch. Uh, the Mavericks also play Sacramento, who. Isaac, everyone is counting out. No one is talking about Sacramento as a team that actually has a chance to win anything. Uh, are you worried about Sacramento? <laughs> well, we can't do it. We like, I, I, yeah, I'm poking fun of Matt George here, uh, that uh, a fellow <laughs> Lockdown Maps host that, that was upset that the Kings didn't get any airtime on the He ESPN. said, No one's talking about the Kings as the eighth seed. Sorry. Sorry. Um, but. <laughs> Another way to look at the schedule here, kind of what we we're talking about Milwaukee, but reverse for Sacramento is, you know, they play Dallas their third game of these eight games. The first two games before that for them, they play the Spurs and Magic. They could very well beat win both of those games, start off their regular season, you want to say, 2 and 0 and go into this Dallas game full like full on. Let's go. So, that's the you're going to play a Sacramento team early. That's probably going to be trying really hard to where if you're playing Sacramento as your sixth or seventh game or eighth game, then they could be mathematically eliminated too, and it might be a whole different stakes at hand. So uh, I think that's going to be a feisty game, I think, against Sacramento for in that third game. Yeah, yeah you're right. They could, be, they could be playing for their lives at that point. For and real, yeah. The, the fascinating thing about this schedule is it's so um, – 
it's so linear, right? Like Sacramento, it's their third game. It's the Mavericks' third game, right? All these games, it's, their, it's your fourth game. It's your fifth game. They're all exactly the same. And so there's no, I mean, there's really no schedule loss in here. There's really no schedule. Um, man, everyone's kind of on the same plane, right? Everyone's coming back the same. Everyone's, you know, ramping up the same. There's the same amount of training time and all this. It's, it's going to be fascinating to see. This is either going to hey. be the most fair basketball, right? Because there's no home court advantage, right? You know what I mean? Like there's no home court advantage, no travel, all that stuff. Like all those things are taken away. There's obviously so many other stresses in this, but it's either going to be the most fair or the most skewed because it's so different than actual, you know, NBA basketball. Yeah. yeah you're Mitchell. I go, everything's pretty linear. You, you'll have small differences. Like you look at the Utah uh, schedule compared to Dallas, like Utah is their um, sixth game for the Mavericks when Dallas is Utah's seventh game. So yeah. small, you know, calendar stuff like that or schedule stuff like that, but depends on the most part, whenever you have your back to back. Yeah. Yeah. And every team has their back to back has one back to back has at least one. All right. Let's look yeah. at um, the two teams that matter the most to the Mavericks for seating purposes. Let's look at the Rockets and the Thunder schedule. The Rockets play. Oh, Dallas. You want to look at the Utah at Utah, we can look at Utah, I yeah. guess. Yeah, the other right there. You want to start? I play Utah, right? And that group of them three. All right, we'll look at the Rockets, the Thunder, and then we will look at Utah to to appease Isaac. Uh, okay, the Rockets they play the Mavericks first. They put the Milwaukee Bucks after that. That one's huge. Portland, the Lakers, the Kings, the Spurs, the Pacers. That's their back to back: Spurs and Pacers. And then their last game is against Philly. Um, that's. A decent schedule. It's it's hard. We hate to do the thing like, oh, that should be yes. five and three, right? Like, <laughs> I hate that. This is this especially. We don't know what any of these teams are going to look like. Some of these teams are going to be missing players. We don't even know yeah. all the players that are going to be out at this point because they had that soft deadline for opting out of this. And then if someone you know tests positive for COVID, they'll be out automatically ten to fourteen days. And so who and knows? You don't want you don't want to go down this path too far, but. A training camp in Orlando for a lot of teams, that's going to be their first training camp. Then a few scrimmage games, there's bound to at least be one injury, right? Just I mean, mathematically how NBA yeah. basketball is played, you know, even with without this ramp-up time. A, a hamstring, whatever it is for yeah. somebody, you're hoping not a, you know, a season-ending type of injury. Uh, but, yeah, for this Houston schedule, that was one of the very first things I looked at because – when you're looking at the opponents and like which opponents could be fighting for things, it's like you group the teams in these three categories for yeah. me. It's like you have the the one seeds or one or two seeds that, hey, I would love to play the Lakers or Bucks in your eighth game because they're probably the, just going to mail it in. The two cool for school teams, right? Like they, yeah. we're, we're above this. <laughs> and then you have like Phoenix teams, Phoenix, Washington, that's already out of it probably by game eight. And you're like, I would love to play them. The, the teams you don't want to play is are the middle of the pack teams probably yeah. uh, in each conference. And Houston gets two of those in Indiana and Philly who could very well to that last game be fighting for a certain seeding game or or it could be it could be opposite. What if we go into that Philly game and Philly's like, we have nothing to play this, for. Yeah, well, if we lose this game, we like our opponent we're you know going for right now, so we'll just oh, lose yeah. it. They tank but, it. They're, yeah, they're, they're, th- that organization's very well versed <laughs> in tanking things. So that that could that could be. Um, <laughs> hey, they have Ryan Brokoff now. So huh. congratulations, Elton Brand. Excellent work picking up Ryan Brokoff. I just want to say, jealous. Yes, <clears throat> and Brokoff versus Ben Simmons in a three point shootout. What are you? What are you even talking about? Brokoff, um, we'll get blindfolded. Brokoff, blindfolded. Ben Simmons shooting just normal. Yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, I, I think with, with the Houston one, I mean, even if you look at, if you want to say strength of schedule with the Houston one, Dallas at the beginning, I mean, they have Milwaukee and the Lakers in that Huge. schedule to Indiana and Philly at the end there. They don't have, I mean, the, Sac- that Spurs game. Sacramento and the easy. Spurs, those two teams could be out of it by the time they play them. So those two games yeah. could be easier for them. For sure. So, yeah, I mean, I, literally Houston could go into those last, you know, they Houston and Dallas could go into those last two games and Dallas could possibly walk into two opponents who could already be out of it and Houston could be walking into those last two games with two teams fighting to move up in the seedings and two good teams at that. This Houston game, we mentioned it earlier, but this Houston game is massive because if the Mavericks win that game, you're all of a sudden a half game back from Houston. You just you, you, you pulled through just just there, so you can move up to six if Houston. And then Houston plays Milwaukee after Dallas, right? So then the pressure then the pressure gets you know is higher on them, and that's early in Milwaukee's schedule, so they're going to want to win that game. And the Mavericks play Phoenix the second game without Kelly Oubre yeah. already, and who knows who else is going to be and two players have tested positive, so who knows you know what sure. Phoenix is going to look like by the time they play. So um, yeah, that that's massive for for the Rockets. That's a good point. Those first two games, Dallas and Milwaukee for the Rockets, and Houston and Phoenix for the Mavericks. All right, let's look over at the Thunder schedule. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. They start off with Utah. They play on that Saturday, August first. Utah, Denver, the Lakers. Those are really tough games to start off with, right there. Then they play Memphis, Washington, Phoenix, Miami, and the Clippers. Miami and the Clippers at the end. I mean, the Clippers. That game is. I mean, it, just chalk it up as a win for the Thunder. I can't imagine the Clippers trying to win that game, but who knows what it's going to look like. I mean, they could be right there for, you know, the second or third seed, be, you know, between Denver and the Clippers. They might actually want to win that game. Who knows? But uh, those first three games for the Thunder are huge. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, at the end of the schedule, I mean, three of their last four games could be cakewalks. I mean, you're looking at Washington and Phoenix that in game, what, five and six for them. Yeah. That, I mean, both of those teams, if they start off 0-2 or, you know, they both could be completely out of it by then. And then, like you said, they're playing the Clippers in that game, that eighth game, and they could already be mailing it in. So, yeah, OKC, I I like, I definitely like OKC's schedule more than Houston's as far as, yeah, not as Feeling like the Mavericks can catch them. I I feel like the Mavericks can catch, catch the Rockets more than OKC. You think okay? You think OKC has a better chance to keep their position? The Miami game's interesting too because yeah. they're smack dab right. In the, they're number four in the East right now. They're smack dab right in the middle between the you know the Celtics who are kind of not top tier, but they're what is that uh, two and a half games behind the Celtics, and then they're two games up on Indiana. So if that kind of stays the way that it is, by the time they play the Thunder in the second to last game, that I mean. They could be done too. Like they could say we can't change our seating at all because that's both of their second to last games. So can we just take a moment to to recognize New Orleans' schedule in this? Their <laughs> final their final six games of their eight regular season games in Orlando are Memphis, Sacramento, Washington, San Antonio, Sacramento, Orlando. No, let's way. go. I didn't, even, I didn't even look at that. Oh my gosh. So, uh, Zion, are you looking forward to a a play-in game against Memphis? Memphis' schedule is Portland, San Antonio, New Orleans, Utah, OKC, Toronto, Boston, Milwaukee. (laughs) Utah, OKC, Toronto, Boston, Milwaukee to end it. And then playing the Pelicans right before that, also playing Portland. I mean, the difference in those two schedules are wild. 
That's Zion. His, people I mean, love seeing Zion. So I mean, they do though. I don't. And it, it's. I'm calling it playing. They're, they're, the NBA created a playing game. I don't. <laughs> I'm never on the rigged side of the NBA. However, I'm are, Nick. Are you? I'm inching over to that with these schedules. I mean, but that Pelican schedule. Utah, the Clippers. Those are you know good games. Memphis. The Kings, the Wizards, the Spurs, the Kings again, and the Magic. Now, to, to the defense of the NBA in this, I'll actually take defend them a little bit. The Pelicans mathematically did have the... What, an, easier, um, an easier schedule. Yeah, I, easier. I 538 even had predicted that the Pelicans had a better chance to make the playoffs. If the if the schedule would have played out the way it was before you know, the season stopped with COVID, they had a better chance even to make the playoffs than the Grizzlies did. Which is wild because yeah. of strength of yeah, schedule so, and stuff. So it kind of makes sense. It's just funny because we've yeah, heard yeah. so much about Zion and, and everything. So well, their we'll first the first game, I think, right? The first national TV game, Utah and the Pelicans. Okay, can we take one second to talk about these two games to start the to start restart the season? Utah Pelicans. So you have Zion versus you know Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, who started this whole thing basically, right? The intrigue in that game. That's on Nick, TN- that, That's me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. That was bad. <laughs> they, were the, they were the, the, they were at the, the team. S- at the yeah. start of this whole thing. At, at, yeah, they at were the at the start. start of, sorry. Of this, of this whole thing. And, um, and then Lakers, but, Clippers. Those are the first two games to come back on uh, July 30th. Those two games, I mean, the NBA oh, is like, yeah. all right, if we're going to make some money during this, we're going to make hey, some not, money during this. We're not all. We're not going to get Zion to Disney. Uh, we're going to make him the first game. So... Uh, that that's happening, but I mean, okay, I don't I don't know what normal regular season ratings are, but can we both agree that we're probably going to hit like a record number for that Lakers Clippers game? I know all these people talking about how they're going to boycott these games. It's not going to be more boycott. than boycott. Yeah, Why there's, boycott? there's lots of people talking about boycotting NBA games because they're using um, police as security and hiring you know police as security to uh, escort the teams uh, and stuff like that. That was something something I saw on Twitter the other day, but. Uh, yeah, there's definitely going to be enough people to watch these games for sure. Uh, all right, coming up, let's get into some more of these schedules. I want to look at the Clippers, the Nuggets, and then also we're still going to look at the Jazz schedule to see what that looks like for the Mavericks to possibly move up ahead of them. So coming up, let's get into all that. All right, Isaac Harris, let's finish off looking at some more schedules. Let's look at the Jazz. We'll finish off the teams that are right above the Mavericks. The Jazz right now are... What is that? Two and a half games ahead of the Mavericks? Two and a half games. You'd think I'd have this memorized by now. We've talked about it so much. Two and a half games ahead of the Mavericks. The Jazz schedule. They start with the Pelicans, obviously. We just talked about that. Then they play the Thunder. Then the Lakers. Then the Grizzlies. The Spurs. The Nuggets. Then Dallas, you know, for the second to last game. And then the Spurs at the end. So that Spurs game at the end. I mean, the Spurs will probably be eliminated by that time. Um, yeah. But they play them twice in their last four games. So those both those games could be pretty easy for them the rest of their games all those teams are playing for stuff except for maybe the lakers yeah i want i brought up utah because they're i think they're the biggest question mark for me going into orlando especially in the west of the eight teams right now in the playoffs because not just the mitchell gobert team chemistry stuff but they have one of the bigger injury news you know pieces that a lot of people have just glossed over with no bogdanovich in this game and so i i think that I mean, I think he's one of their best players. It, yeah. It's a big loss for them. So I think those two combinations just, for me, puts a big question mark on them of 
you know, do they have the potential to slide in these regular season games? Could teams pass them up? I just don't know what they're what they're going to do. So. Yeah, two and a half games. You can make that up in this, especially if the Mavericks play them in you know their second to last game, and they're only one game up on the Thunder and the Rockets. So those those teams could all move around there. We could see a whole big jumble up right there, and the Mavericks could all of a sudden end up fifth. You know, playing Houston or the Thunder or the Jazz. Um, man, it's all and the, the Nuggets are only a game and a half up on the jazz right like that's that's not a lot of games between all those two teams so we could see a huge change up we're talking about the mavericks need to do everything they can do to avoid the clippers well they might have to do some maneuvering (laughs) to be able to do that because they could move all over the place with some of these games and yeah it's it's fascinating to look at this this schedule for those teams can you imagine the memes that will take place if zion yams on gobert's head in this first game Oh, I know. People uh, immediately, you're just going to, you're just going to Photoshop a co- one of those COVID germ cells as the ball, yeah. right? <laughs> or as yeah. Zion's head, you know. <laughs> that's yeah. just what it's going to be. I mean, man, uh, that's. I mean, that's going to be. So many people are going to watch that game. The Jazz, though. By the way, if you notice this, they have so many afternoon games. These are all Eastern times. Three thirty, two thirty, one p.m., three thirty, three p.m. Wow. They have that one six thirty game to start. Then they have a 9 p.m. game against the Lakers, which the Lakers, by the way, seven of their eight games are on national TV, and that's not even including an NBA TV game. So, Wow. Seven of their games are on ESPN, TNT, or ABC, and then... Uh, Everyone's tuning yeah. in for J.R. Smith. <laughs> and Dion Waiters. Dion Waiters. There you go. Do you want to look at the Clippers schedule? Oh, we could just Clippers and and Denver because I think that's going to be a battle for two and three. And I mean, I've said this before, but I don't think the Clippers care about who who gets two and three. Uh, so I think if you're yeah. Dallas and you really want to avoid the Clippers and lock that in, you need to jump Houston and OKC and get to five somehow and the, in this. But and the Clippers are three games up on the Jazz for the fourth seed. So the only way that they would play the Lakers in the second round is if they got all the way down to the fourth seed, right? If they they stay, yeah, two, I don't think they'll do that. Yeah, yeah if they stay two and three. They avoid the Lakers until the Western Conference Finals if they both get there. It's Clippers schedule. They play the Lakers opening night, re- reopening night, let's call it that. The Pelicans, the Suns, the Mavericks, their fourth game, Portland, Brooklyn, Denver, and then the Thunder. Denver and the Thunder, both those teams. The Denver game is massive, actually, because they can be right there deciding, you know, basically who gets quote-unquote home, home court advantage between the two of them and who gets second and who gets thir- the third seed. Yeah, that man, that Denver game on the twelfth of August. That is, you know, the Clippers' seventh game, and yeah, the seventh game for for Denver too. So that would be a massive game for them and deciding two and three, and really for them, kind of deciding on their opponent. But then again, their opponent might not be settled either, and who's in the sixth and seventh spot? Yeah, because then Clippers play OKC in the, in the eighth game. All of this is, I mean, moving around so much because we, we don't know which oh, yeah. ga- which of these games will matter. This is just our look at it, our breakdown of the schedule. Anything else you wanted to check to to remark on? Any one more thing before we go? No, just that. I mean, basically just saying what you said. I, I, I think it's impossible to try to guess a record coming out of this. We still don't know who all is going to Orlando or who is not going to Orlando. Player-wise. Yeah, player-wise, there's probably going to be an injury or so uh, happening in these training camps and the scrimmages and stuff. And it's just it's just impossible to you know try to gauge what these games will mean at that point. But the only thing that I feel like you can confidently say is, 
or at least have a, a direction that goes looking at some of these teams like Phoenix and Washington and like oh wherever you play them to where if you play you know like Dallas playing you know Phoenix in game two Phoenix is going to be trying probably in that game I mean they're yeah. not going to be out of it in game two uh, but playing some of the, the some of those bad teams uh, in the second half of your eight game schedule uh, that's favorable at that point so We'll be see. I, I, you want to see how teams treat this as far as like rest goes? Well, yeah. You know, will somebody like Milwaukee rest Giannis in Game Eight? I, I don't know. Like, what what will that look like? Uh, but or will teams just treat it full on? Because hey, we want as many games as possible heading into the playoffs. Of everybody playing at these full rotations, that's just something we just don't know because we've never seen this before. It's never happened before. By the way, before we go, one more thing. 142 days between Dallas Mavericks games, March 11th and July 31st. That is insane. Uh, 142 days between Mavericks games. That's crazy. And as always, I mean, if y'all listen to this podcast, then you've been listening to us the, I mean, for a while now. I mean, this is why year three for us. Uh, and I mean, we're going to have coverage all around the clock when it, when it comes to basketball starting up. We'll be doing post-game stuff and previews. Wall-to-wall wall of the bubble, right? Head-to-toe? <laughs> head-to-toe. Head we'll have head-to-toe coverage. <laughs> that yes. actually makes sense, the head-to-toe coverage. There you go. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to an emergency Lockdown Mavericks. Let's go. Peace out. Boom. Boom.